powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Wow, that was a long time being muted. Oh my god. Sorry guys. Sorry guys. And I put my phone on Do Not Disturb, Robert, so I don't get distracted during the show. But I apologize for all that. Good thing we're not on Zoom, so we don't have any um we don't have any time limits here. So I apologize for all that, guys. Truly do, truly do. Um, but yeah, let's, I guess I gotta start the show over. Uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't have the YouTube chat popped out either, so, yeah, thanks Dark Fighters, thanks Nick Wright, MGD, especially Robert, again, apologize to you. But yeah, like Clockwork, the Oilers, that's the one thing you know, you will not get an effort on a Saturday matinee game, they absolutely suck. Pretty much they relied on their skill the entire... They, they came into the game thinking they'd be able to rely on their skill. On paper, they're a much better team. They'd be able to out-finesse out the Anaheim Ducks. They didn't really need to work so hard. They probably are planning to go out tonight, go hit the pine, whatever. At the end of the day, they got outclassed. They got outworked. The Anaheim's goalie played fantastic. Full credit to him. But I don't want to hear that Edmonton got goalie because they didn't. I know they had, what, 40... How many shots did they always have? 49 shots at the end of the game. I know McDavid hit a post. Hyman had a goal disallowed. But that team is garbage. They had, this is their third regulation win, and we're almost in 2023. The Oilers have cup aspirations. I say this every single show. The Oilers have cup aspirations. They believe and see themselves to be a contender. I understand that Dostal played elite, but other teams don't say that they got goalie night in and night out. If the if we if there is some sort of the Oilers got goalie narrative, I'll be furious because they didn't. They if they played harder, especially in the first period, they didn't show up at all. Like they're like they and even with all that, if, remembering all that, the Oilers scored three goals this game. You should be able to win. Most teams who score three goals should be able to win the game. We have a ton of stuff to touch on. Now, I don't have Dennis here. I'm not sure what way you guys think we should do it. Should we just cover the game chronologically as it happens? Should we cover it from the decisions before the game? I'm so frustrated. I don't even know what to make of this team. Every game that happens, it becomes so clear what the fundamental fatal flaw of this game is, or this team. It's the defense. Everyone knows it. Doesn't matter if you've watched one hockey game in your entire life or you're an absolute diehard. Everyone knows that it's the Oilers' defense that's killing them. And whether you're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Colorado Avalanche or the, just say how it is, the garbage Anaheim Ducks. The defense cannot compete. And if you can't compete with the worst team in the NHL, what do you expect to do in the playoffs? Who is this team beating? You have two top scorers in the NHL. You have both of them on your team, healthy, playing better than they ever have. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is having an absolute resurgence. Evander Kane will be back. Zach Hyman is an absolute dog. You have pieces. Go out. And supplement them. Because this team, this defense specifically, is not good enough at all. 
it's atrocious. Now, I understand at the beginning of the season, Ken Holland made a bet on this defense. He he said in interviews before the season that he thought Philip Broberg would have to play himself off the team. Well, Philip Broberg got hurt, had a horrible training camp, went down to Bakersfield, got hurt again, came back, hurt again, has come up. He's played fine. Philip Broberg's been fine. The others don't have time for Philip Broberg to just be fine. They need someone to be good. And he was scratched today. Do I agree with that decision? No. Okay. With all that being said, I'm sure I'll get into all that more. And I'm, I want to, this is going to be an interactive show and I'm reading all your comments as they come in and I'm going to get to all of them. I promise. Um, but yeah, let's, let's start from the top. Let's take a look at this game because it is a matinee game. So there's no morning skate for us to learn the lines and talk to Woodcroft and whatever. So we kind of find it out in warm up. I, I said last on last broadcast, I thought Jack Campbell should start. I know most people on Twitter said they thought Jack Campbell should start. I guess Dennis is the only person who was right who called Stuart Skinner starting. The outcome of this game is exactly why you should have started Jack Campbell. If Jack Campbell, like Stuart Skinner didn't have a good game, but I don't blame him for this loss whatsoever. He gets zero blame. The first two goals against, full stop, I place on Darnell Nurse. The second two goals a game, being totally fair, are Evan Bouchard's fault. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. You gotta be as blunt as you are. All four goals were direct consequences of the actions of Darnell Nurse and Evan Bouchard. We come into the game, whatever, Campbell isn't starting, you start Skinner. So if you're starting Skinner... That's your signal that you are guaranteeing a win. Like, you cannot waste Stuart Skinner on this game. Like, if Stuart Skinner, if you can't start Jack Campbell against the garbage Anaheim Ducks, when can you start Jack Campbell? What is your plan with him? He makes $5 million. This was a prime opportunity to get his confidence back. If he lets in, you saw him bounce back in the game against Nashville where he let in a bad goal. If he lets in these goals, I don't think it necessarily gets to him. I think the Oilers... They, they scored three goals on Dostal. They could have scored more. They got a... I said this before. They got a goal this love. They got whatever. They they could... they they That decision to me was wrong. Did I like taking James Hamblin out of the lineup and keeping in Devin Shore? No. But that's much lower on the reasons why they lost. I didn't like that at all. But at the end of the day, that didn't matter. The lines coming into the game. We stuck with the same lines. It was another game... Matthias Janmark on line two. It was another game of McDry together. Just atrocious decisions. We've seen these lines are not working. There's no structure. There's no defensive coverage. You're getting. You are the laughing stock of the NHL. What other team has the two best players? And they're losing games to the Ducks. Are oh, just stupid mistakes. The Ducks. Like, credit, they played fine, but they were hanging on. The Oil Again, this is a game to me where the Oilers lost. The Ducks did not win. And Kim, and I'm going to start getting to your chats, guys, and I I'm a little all over the place. Again, Dennis is my guy. Dennis is the guy that keeps me on track. So I apologize for all that. But um, I see Kim. the one thing I do want to get to, Kim O'Man in the chat. Hopefully this is a wake-up call on the team. I'm done believing that. This team is what this team is. 
We've seen them with McLeod and Kane in the lineup. Yes, would they be a little better offensively? Would they have a little more pressure five-on-five five in continued situations? Absolutely. But the fact of the matter is, this team is what they what they are. They, this is their goaltending. This is their defense. If there is not changes by management, they will not do anything. It'll be another lost season, another year eight, year nine, whatever, of Connor McDavid. Nothing to show for it. Absolutely nothing. Daryl Cates had this franchise worth seven, eight hundred million, whatever, in 2015, 2016 when he got it. Connor McDavid alone combined with the new arena bowl or whatever, has brought this franchise value up $500 million. And the management, those guys that work for him, are doing everything in their power to absolutely squander it. On top of having an effort like we did tonight, you have people coming out and selling, oh, they need a staunch defender. You need Joel Edmondson, even John Klingberg. I want, I, if you watch this game, I want someone to explain to me how Joel Edmondson makes this team better. I want someone to explain to me how John Klingberg makes this team better. I saw him go get walked five times. He sucks defensively. He scored a goal only because Evan Bouchard completely screened Stuart Skinner. Stuart Skinner didn't see the puck. It was such a weird shot that most people don't normally take. I understand why that went in. Was it a bad goal? Yeah, but Bouchard, that's, Bouchard, that's on Bouchard at the end of the day. Man, and watching Jacob Chicken highlights all the time on Twitter, and oh, what a game changer that would be. But I've yelled about Jacob Chicken for you know fifteen episodes, so I'm not going to do that now. But let's let's take a look at the game. Let's start. We talked about the lineup changes. Let's talk about what happened when we got into the game, right? So right off the bat, Oilers come out. They weren't playing. I think they had the shot advantage. It was kind of a soft game. You expect that with the matinees that we've seen a million times. And Nurse comes out, takes a shot in the offensive zone, bounces off a duck, and then it was Maxime Comtois back of the net. Looked great, right? Darnell Nurse completely rejuvenates himself coming into the game, right? He, you think, oh, wow, Nurse, he's, he's, he, he scored. That's fantastic. He's he's back. Darnell Nurse is back. We, we're getting... May, he's not a $9.25 million defender, but at his peak, he's a $7.5 million defender. And forget the contract. He's here for eight years. You can only... We're at, we, we can only ask him to be what he is. And when he comes out, he scores like that. That's what he is. You see McDavid, grab him on the bench, give him a hug, a pat on the head. Everyone knew he was so down on himself. That's why I didn't understand the scratch on their stuff. Like, you're not teaching him a lesson. I still, I, I don't understand the Philip Broberg scratch anyways, but whatever. Next two goals in succession. First goal, Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece caught puck watching Sam Carrick and one of the Ducks other creative players. I don't know what they were doing. Nurse, it was a horrible giveaway on the boards. They get caught. They both go after the puck carry. I can't even remember who it was. And they feed it through to Sam Carrick, who was wide open because Nurse didn't have his guy. Goal. Full stop. Nurse's fault. Next goal. Was it a weak... It was Ducks on the power play. Cam Fowler scores. Was it a weak call? Sure. But the problem is, Nurse, like, like watching that, Immediately before the ref's hand goes up, I knew that was a penalty. It, it's not like one of those penalties where it's like unexpected and like, oh, that was a horrible call. Where'd that come from? Nurse has a player in a vulnerable position. 
and extends his stick on it. You give the ref every single opportunity to make that call when you make that play. That's an absolutely brain-dead play for you to make. Those, to me, like, giveaways happen when you have the puck so much. But plays like that, to me, where you short put your team shorthanded are just such a killer those are to me are almost worse than some of the giveaways that was horrible they come out the penalty kill stinks ducks are up 2-1 horrible like i don't understand what needs to change i know we need a defenseman i i, I don't think it's gonna happen and i see phil landry mcdavid at eight shots and goal 14 attempts two posts poor guy he can't do he can only do so much totally agree Totally agree. But, like, what else is there? It's the defense. It's the structure. Like, we're looking now. We're back in the same spot. We had Nurse and Barry together. Dylan Holloway, to me, like, and I know McDavid's stats were awesome. And Dylan, Hall and I'll look at the natural statric stuff soon. Dylan Holloway was fantastic. One of the best games we've seen from him every game. The guy hangs onto the puck for longer. His board play has grown astronomically. He's able to fight off defenders now. He's able to create stuff out of nothing on the boards. He's driving lines with guys like Devin Shore, which Devin Shore brings McDavid down. So for Dylan Holloway as a rookie to be carrying around Devin Shore's corpse is quite impressive. He's playing with Pooley and Pooley I thought, had a, a decent game for the state of where Pooley game is at right now. And you see, okay, Woodcroft recognized that. He goes to Holloway, but he puts the, the, the Drysaddle-Hyman duo together, which we as fans all know, the Drysaddle-Hyman duo just does not work. Hyman hold, likes to hold the puck way too much for it to work with Drysaddle. Hyman works perfect with McDavid, but the Holloway-Drysaddle-Hyman um, line just it doesn't work. You go Nurse Barry, what are you doing? You, it, at some points... Fogel got elevated up in the lineup instead of Pooley. Like, there was just good and bad all around. I don't know what Jay Woodcroft's thinking. Like, it just makes no sense. And thanks for the stat, uh, MGD. Holloway, 12 minutes time on ice. Let, let me, let's actually take a look at that. Because, like, this to me is incriminating. 1357 for Matthias Janmark. I know it's not a lot, but there should be major questions questions in Jay Woodcroft's judgment on how Matthias Yanmark, the one goal in the last 31 games, how he played more than Dylan Holloway. The guy is absolutely useless, and I know I like him. Could he be a good fourth liner? Probably, but the fact is we've only seen him in the fourth line role for like two or three games. He's been on the second line forever. He has one goal from a two-on-one where I think Nugent Hopkins set him up. His team just isn't good enough. And I see people, like Steve Dangle always tweets, oh, how aren't the Oilers undefeated with Connor McDavid? Because their defense is just garbage. And we can, and I'm, I've talked about the first two goals, but go into more, but just the theme of the night is the defense. Horrible, horrible, horrible. And I wish, I wish I could come on here and I could scream and I could rant and I could freak out. But before the game, I said, this is lining up perfect for another Oilers loss. Like, I mean, I, it just, you could see this coming a mile away. You could feel it with this team. That's a huge problem. They're not good enough. 
And I know that now. I, the reason I get so mad, or I got so mad earlier, is because my expectations were just so high. And maybe that's my fault. To me, we need to see changes. Major, major changes. I've said this before. I said this last show. Ken Holland's draft picks have a combined two goals and six assists for the Edmonton Oilers in a total of four drafts. Has it's a, will can they be impactful players in the future? Sure. Are they impactful now? No. Not at all. Your window is three more years. When Leon Dreisaitl's contract is up, either he is going to leave in free agency, or you are going to sign him for double. You have three years in this window. You need to take advantage. Doing stuff to save your first here, do something a little bit there. Okay, we can save an asset, keep a fourth round pick, do whatever. Why? It makes zero sense. Any other general manager, any other team in any other market would be mandated from ownership to go for it. The Oilers going to the conference finals last year probably generated so much revenue. Their playoff People in Edmonton are such diehards. Spend thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. If you look at the population, Edmonton's a small market. They should not be the revenue generator that they are. But we all love the Oilers so much. We spend our hard-earned money on this team regardless. And the way they're going now, they're not going to they're not going to make the play- well, okay, they make the playoffs. Pacific the Pacific Division sucks. But they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. You, when you have McDavid, conference final should be the bare minimum. And we've been screwed. We've been bamboozled. Bad decision after bad decision after bad decision constantly. It's ridiculous. We've never traded. Holland's never traded a first. He's never shown his faith in his two best players. Like, what more do you need to see from McDavid and Drysaddle to say, okay, now's the time to go all in. Like, if 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 I was McDavid and Drysaddle and I heard that comment from Holland a couple uh, trade deadlines ago, you can't go all in every year. Like, I would have been so furious. I would have phoned up Daryl Cates and told them to be fired. Or, I don't even want to say it, but we all know where I'm going with this. And I see Hater McDavid say, I put the blame in Peter Shirelli. That's such a misconception that's out there. We are so far past the point of Peter Shirelli's fingerprints on this team. Can I just tell you, for everyone out here watching, let's see how many people are watching here. 56 people watching now. We don't have 56 likes. Go like, go hit the like button. I really appreciate it. It's just me today. I enjoy your Saturday after, but let's get back in. The Peter Shirelli thing, such a misconception. And we're so far past that. Every fingerprint that Peter Shirelli has on this team is a positive. It's the McDavid contract. The dry sidle contract. Both fantastic deals. Holland has been saved by Peter Shirelli draft picks. Where do you guys think Stuart Skinner came from? Shirelli. Ryan McLeod. Second round pick by Shirelli. Yamamoto. You think, you think, even though Yamamoto's been up and down, you think Ken Holland drafts Kyler Yamamoto in the first round? Zero chance. Bouchard. Peter Shirelli pick. Everyone thought, oh, the Oilers have Bouchard. We're going to the 2019 draft. 
Holland couldn't possibly take a defenseman. If you check my Twitter, I was yelling for Caulfield. Everyone was yelling for Zegers. Took Broberg. Could Broberg be fantastic? Sure. If Broberg is a top five defenseman in the NHL, it's six years from now. But the Oilers traded him. I will not care. And you can play this video back if I'm getting mad in six years. I do not care. Arizona, I know for a fact, values Philip Broberg, their top prospect on their team, not Dylan Gunther, or that's not on their team, sorry. Victor Soderstrom played his best hockey, paired with Philip Broberg at the World Juniors for Sweden. They value Broberg. You cannot tell me that if Edmonton wanted to, they couldn't make a trade for Jacob Chick. The fact that he is not an oiler is because the Oilers pro scouting staff has deemed that Jacob Chikrin is not what they need. And that, to me, is the all-encompassing issue that's been the problem for the last, you know, whatever, 15 years. <sighs> like, you just have error after error after error. And I know I, I knew I was going to go on this tangent. I kind of went on this tangent in, in the middle of the game. And we'll, we'll get back to the second period and whatever and break down the rest of the game in a bit. But... This is the state of the Oilers franchise right now. You have a few bad contracts. You have, but you have the pieces of a phenomenal team. You could build a team like Colorado. The hardest things for teams to get are those franchise centermen. Those elite forwards. You have a young, cheap goalie. You have some young, cheap defensemen. You just had to fill it in with depth. You had to get defensemen that were serviceable. You got nothing. You signed Jack Campbell to a stupid extension. And maybe that's revisionist history saying that, but it is what it is. I, I just got to be blunt. Yeah, but like we can go on about the rest of the game here. Um, the, the bad play on the third goal, right? Bouchard, horrible play is what it is. We're trying to walk the blue line. Strom saw right through him. Strom picks it off, gets a breakaway, goes in on Skinner, scores. You can't expect Skinner to do much there. Was it a bad play by Bouchard? Yes. I was quite happy. This is another thing with Woodcroft. I was happy. Bouchard didn't get benched for that mistake. That would have been incriminating. Imagine if Darnell Nurse makes the two atrocious plays that he does and, on the third, and nothing happens and on the third goal. Um, Evan Bouchard is, is stuck to the bench, right? Yeah, so that sucked, and the the game was just so shitty that like going through it, it just it, it just it just sucks. It's just it's just not fun. Oh man, the only thing that could cheer me up some more likes. Let's try and let's hit. I did not like where Matthias Yanmark was playing, but let's make the like goal. Matthias Yanmark, let's twenty six. Try for twenty six likes now. Uh, yeah, just slow, sloppy play all around until right at the end of the game. But yeah, Edmonton is brutal. Niagara Joe, I totally agree. MGD. Uh, the last part, our GM has screwed up his team worse than Holland can. I, listen, Shirelli made some bad trades. Totally agree. The guy turned a house into a paperclip more times than I could count, but the guy knew how to draft. And Ken Holland has valued draft picks like a maniac, like obsessively. And... He, frankly, has sucked at drafting. Like, has he made good picks at the time? Has there, is there time for a lot of these guys to turn out? Absolutely. But the fact of the matter is, we don't, we don't, 
have the time on these deals to wait for these guys to turn out. These are, to me, all assets that you have to move and you should move to to better your team because this is not acceptable. Like, okay, they, the Oilers, they go out and they win the next three games and then they give a couple more shitty efforts and it's just, it's going to be this balancing act for the rest of the season. The Kings kind of suck. Their goalies suck. Seattle's falling off slowly. Like, you're gonna, they're probably going to finish second in the Pacific. They can have nights like this we can have a ton more of them throughout the season, and they'll still finish second in the Pacific. Guarantee it. But then what? McDavid has to average two and a half points per game in the playoffs them to do anything. Like, we just need changes. I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted from yelling about the same shit over and over and over and over again. And Kimo, I agree. If you, that's another thing. You see the effort in bursts. You see it in spurts. You see it with the empty net. You see it on the power play for times. But it's not consistent. It's what I said. There is a mentality problem there. There is not. I don't know why. I don't know how. But there needs to be energy from the team off the bench. And you can't. And I know people are blaming it on Keith. It's absence and Smith's absence and whoever's absence and Evander Kane not being there sucks. But this is going to sound horrible. You are, you all, every single person on that roster gets paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, most of them millions, to just be ready at the puck drop. That's it. Stay in shape, stay healthy, and be ready at puck drop and play for 50 minutes. The effort from guys, the lack of awareness in the decision-making from all six Oilers defensemen tonight was garbage any other job you're you, you don't have that job anymore like you can't you they show up consistently and there's never look has there been one night this season where you can say wow all six oilers defensemen played really well like how much did marcus name lion play today he was put in the lineup over philip Broberg, played nine minutes like do i did i think duncan keith was the best oilers defenseman of all time absolutely not i didn't think he was good for the most part. Got better as the season went on. But Duncan Keith would average, let's say, somewhere in that 19, 1930-ish range. You've taken those minutes though, that Duncan Keith plays, and you've moved, elevated Kulak, you give, you've dispersed them amongst Kulak and Nurse. Kulak on your third pair, fantastic. Great third pairing defenseman. CeCe on Pittsburgh, great third pairing defenseman. Bouchard can be a second pairing defenseman when he's playing really well. I don't think he has that much confidence right now because even after when he scores and plays well, he doesn't really get rewarded. But if he plays shitty, he's punished, even though tonight he wasn't. But that, that's just been the theme. You have these guys who are playing all out of whack. You had at least one guy in Keith who, whether you liked him or not, could play or at least Woodcroft trusted him to play those tough, tougher minutes. And that's gone now. You've given those to Kulak, who's drowning, and Nurse, who is dying. Like, we got to not... The thing is, with me, with Nurse, piling on him, like, when I see people just yelling about Nurse, scratch him, trade him, whatever, that, that does nothing. That's pointless. It's yelling at a cloud. For me, Nurse is an oiler for the next eight years. You're not moving that contract. I, am, I might be in the minority. I like Darnell Nurse. But I know what Darnell Nurse is. We we can't change our expectations of Darnell Nurse based on the contract. His contract is not his fault. 
That is Ken Holland. We need to get mad at Ken Holland. The blame can't fall on Nurse. When Nurse makes a bad play, when Nurse has a giveaway, when Nurse does this stuff, we can't. Like Nurse did that throughout his career. This is nothing new from Darnell Nurse. He has gotten this tag from Ken Holland that has put a target on his back that has magnified every single mistake that he's made, combined with the fact that the guy has absolutely no support. Like, none. So, Woodcroft clearly only trusts him. He's out there always in the toughest situations, and he's getting beat up on right now. He probably has no confidence. He needs support. Imagine if you could disperse his minutes evenly between himself and Jacob Chikrin. All of a sudden, everyone falls back into place. You have a pair who you can you can you can use to subsidize, and if one's not going well, you can take the other one. We saw what happened tonight today when Tyson Berry gets taken away from Brett Kula. Tyson Berry has been great, better than I have thought over the he could ever be for the last month. Problem is, like. You can't take him away from Brett Kulak. And then you can't, you, it, it limits your options so much. Because then you see what happens. Nurse, Nima Linen, and Barry? Oh my god. I genuinely think they would struggle to be the third pair on the Bakersfield Condors. Like, it's, it's, it's rough out there. It's rough out there. But yeah, I've been, every time I talk about a goal, I end up going, getting sidetracked. But yeah. Oilers come back. They get a power play goal from Ryan Nugent-Hopkins late in the second. The Ducks were playing really, really, really hard on Connor McDavid. They could have gotten a ton of penalty calls. They didn't. Whatever. Was it the rest fault the Oilers lost? Absolutely not. This was the league's worst power play coming into the game. The Oilers should have been able to capitalize more than they did. Again, there just was no urgency throughout the entire game. You didn't feel it ever until right at the end. The only guy I felt urgency from was Dylan Holloway. And... He was elevated for like two shifts, and then he's back down on the fourth line or benched in favor of Matthias Janmark. Late in the game, third period, the Oilers need a goal. But Josh Saddle, Nugent Hopkins on the ice. Who they send out with him? Matthias Janmark. I don't know what he did in that in those two shifts away from them to merit getting elevated back up over Dylan Holloway. Like that to me was one of the most egregious decisions uh, Jay Woodcroft made tonight, and that says a lot. Because he was horrible. He's not immune to any of the criticism that every other player faces tonight. Except for maybe McDavid. Uh, McDavid, Holloway, I said Yamamoto. Nugent Hopkins was fine too. I thought I, I liked Nugent's game. It's just like, at the end of the day, you need more from so many guys. Specifically the defensemen. And they are not getting him. Anyways, we go to the third period. Oilers get, an Oilers get another call. McDavid scores, ties it up, gets his 28th goal. Like, the guy has 28 goals in, thir in 31 games. And the Oilers are middle of the road at best. What are they, 16th or 17th in the NHL? They have a guy who is almost a goal per game. Like, most players will be lucky. Most players in the NHL won't even get 30 goals this year. McDavid has played... 31 games, he has 28 goals. That's other level. That's Wayne Gretzky numbers. And the team sucks, and they're not supporting him. We should be infuriated with Ken Holland because everything that's playing out now is just, it, it, all, it leaks out to the coaches not putting players right in, in the right positions, and then the GM not giving the coach the right players to put in those positions. It's just, it's just, it's just, garbage man it's just garbage and the more i sit here and the more i talk about it and you look at the because we can we can talk about the game tonight 
on, on a micro scale and just zoom into it and talk about, you know, the messed up play there, the bad play by Nurse, the bad play by Bouchard. Should Stuart Skinner have had the goal from Klingberg? Probably yes. Stuart Skinner's been also fantastic for however many games. For him to have one poor game after bailing the Oilers out so many times, like, it's, it, it just is what it is. That's, to me, why I would have put Campbell in, because Campbell lets in those games, you you just, you give him, he seems to get that support anyways. Like, I would have, this is a game I would have rested Skinner. I think that was such a big, big L, because now who you got coming up uh, in your next couple games, I think your schedule gets a lot tougher. I want to say Dallas is coming up. I know you got Nashville again. You're, are you going back to Jack Campbell against Nashville? I don't know. There's some tough decisions coming up here. Um, but yeah, let's try and just finish out talking about the game. Dawes still played good. Huge save on Hyman. Huge saves uh, at the end of the game. The third period when the Oilers were piling on the shots. Yeah, like Dawes still played good, but missed opportunity. You you could have beaten him. You are the better team. This is their third regulation win. If they were, if Dostal was that good, uh, they would have more wins. Like, like they would have more wins. They would have goalied a team with less offensive skill. Like it's just wasting efforts wasting efforts let's see what else um yeah Klingberg comes down dry settle was high sticked I guess they deemed it was um friendly fire or whatever and they never showed a replay so I didn't get to see it and that's the play where Bouchard just screens Skinner Klingberg takes a weird shot that Skinner probably didn't expect him to take goes in the net and the Oilers could never recover uh the refs blew the whistle early a couple times there's a couple times when the puck was loose I think that happened when Hyman scored and to tie it uh, which ended up getting called back. Hyman, four goals called back now in like, the last like 11 games. Like, man, this is just, I don't, yeah. And then and then, it, and then it's just history. The Oilers get a power play late, despite the refs not wanting to call it. And it's just too little too late. You can't just show up for the final 10 minutes of the third and expect to win. Like, your guys are good. I get that. But not all of you are Connor McDavid. You play with Connor McDavid. Not all of you are Conor McDavid. A lot of the Oilers need to give a lot more effort. And I and Dry Saddle controls the puck like a beast, but it's just it's it comes back to the defense. It comes back to effort. The, you got beat by an atrocious team. You got beat by someone. You got beat full stop by a team that is actively trying to lose. Like if you ask Anaheim's management, ooh, could, would you want to win or lose? They would say lose because they want the best shot at Conor Bedard. Chicago's free falling. They want the best shot. They did not want to win this game. Yeah, some stranger. McDavid had to get blown, uh, tripped twice for a whistle to be blown. Yeah, like McDavid, there was a power play the Oilers were on, and they didn't want to give the Ducks a five on three. But McDavid, there was a couple points in the third where he decided, oh, I'm going full New York Rangers. And he walks through all the Ducks on the ice, and um, Dostal just stopped them, right? Like, you can't do it. You can't make every single shot. You you need more contributors than just Connor McDavid and you had guys contributing and they weren't put in a good enough position to succeed. Like, how, like what is this ice time distribution? And I understand there were power plays, but 25 for McDavid, 25 for Nuge, 26 for Hyman, way too much, Tw almost 27 for Drysaddle. Meanwhile, Holloway, who was flying, flying, plays 12 unacceptable jay unacceptable bouchard bad game from him i expect him to bounce back very high on evan bouchard cc has fallen off again another guy being asked to do way too much i'm just going through the box score right now overall 
yeah, we all know who I feel. Let's hear from you guys. I have kind of been neglecting the chat. I went on a long rant, it feels like. Um, but yeah, let's see. David, I would love to see you guys play without McDry. Yeah, going to McDry is a flaw. Unless Leon is injured, I steer clear of McDry. That makes no sense. You are actively weakening. Because we all know they don't have depth. And to take McDry Saddle, who can drive a line and put him with McDavid, you just... It's another reason why you shoot yourself in the foot. I, I feel for McDavid, too. He did everything he could today. But not good enough. Hyman worked hard, I thought. Does Hyman have some defensive lapses? Yeah, but I thought for the most part he worked hard. To me, it just like you you put four goals that the Ducks scored, or I should say, yeah, I'd say four, all four, on a platter for them. You like did the Ducks work hard? Did they play McDavid hard? Absolutely. I think thought the Ducks came out and gave a really good effort. But the Ducks at the top best effort should not beat the Oilers. And they did. And that's a huge red flag. And and I'm sure they'll come out and Drysdale will have six points on Nashville and McDavid will have a hat trick and Nugent Hopkins will have four points and whatever. And we'll all be feeling good. But this is who they are. They're a streaky team with a horrible defense who, when Stuart Skinner's in net, can be really good, but also it does have some down games as we've seen. And until there are changes made, this is how it's going to be. And I don't think piling on Darnell Nurse does anything. I don't think we should scratch him. I don't think anything else should happen like that. But yeah, to me, red flags, changes needed. I've been yelling. If there's anything in the chat you want me to cover, let me know. We'll end the stream off with um with some questions or whatnot. And I'll try my best to answer. Just talk to you guys because i kind of been ignoring. But yeah, if you guys want to go ahead... Hit the like button. Really appreciate it. It would mean a lot to me. You can hit 30 likes. That would be sick. 35 likes. That would be sick. Um, but yeah. Let's see. What was what were you guys talking about in the chat? Didn't see this coming today. Well, I unfortunately, I kind of did. We just knew it was coming. Uh, I would go with Fowler for getting it. Oh, here. This is the thing we should talk about. Do we think this is Jesse Pugliarvi's last game as an Edmonton Oiler? Um, it seems like, uh, uh, Pat Verbeek and Ken Holland have been talking all week for Beek scouting the Oilers. Uh, apparently he was talking to Ken Holland all day today. Who knows? If it was, I thought Jesse played fine. I know he had, I think he had at least two shots. I thought he played good, um, for the most part, but at the end of the day, like Jesse needs a change and I feel for Jesse and let's see who played good on the Oilers. Like the Oilers, it looks like to me, oh my God, let's just see. I haven't checked this stuff yet. Uh, expected goals. Jesse Pugliarvi and Dylan Holloway controlled 97 and 96% respectively of the expected goals when they are on the ice. The fact that neither of them got elevated... I did see Pugliarvi was on the ice with an empty net. Now, is that showcasing him to Pat Verbeek? Was that genuinely rewarding him for his play? Whatever. I don't know. But Dylan Holloway, man, like... Guy's getting jobbed. He deserves to be playing consistent top 6, 16, 17 minutes a night. Ridiculous that he wasn't playing better. Who else played really good tonight? Let's see. Uh, Fogel had a decent night, actually, back from injury. McDavid. Devin Shore played like garbage, of course. What else is new? Dreisaitl did not have that good a night in terms of the expected goals. Nugent Hopkins, 5-on-5, did not have that good of a night, 43 and 46% respectively. Uh, Dreisaitl was on the ice for 13 Corsi 4, 17 Corsi against. Yeah, Dreisaitl to me... 
I don't know when he's. Pl- I think a lot of that comes down to McDry. When he's playing with Mc- when Mc- you got McDry together, they're just defensively it's, they're just not there. They but I don't know if it's they're just cheating for offense or they're flying the zone or what it is, but it, they just don't have it uh, together. I think the Oilers are so much stronger when they're apart. And uh, yeah, uh, Eric Tanner in the chat. Sadly, yes. Hopefully, he lights up in Anaheim wherever he goes. Yeah, totally agree. <sighs> Clem Costin. Oh my God. How much did he play? Only 552. Strange, because of anyone to bench, I wouldn't have benched Clem Costin. I would have stapled Devin Short of the next plane to China, though. Because that guy sucks. But, yeah. Shitty game. Tough night. Tough way to lose. They play Nashville um, on Monday. Well, I'm sure they will. Again, I said it before. I'm sure they win. I'm sure Dryside will get five points. But, yeah. Yes, anyone I want to try and I just want to try and hit 30 likes before we end the stream. Let's try and hit 30 likes before we call it. But yeah. Yeah, Kimo man. They need to support him. And that goes for every that goes for Campbell and that goes for every member of the Oilers. Need need support. Totally. Um, but yeah, horrible game. We need changes. I'm hoping something happens. I hope there's a realization. I hope we don't make a stupid trade for Joel Edmondson. Even Cam Fowler. Would I like Cam Fowler? Sure, but he's seven years older than Jacob Chikrin, but still caught to cost you a decent amount because you need Anaheim to retain. Um, and he's also just not as good as Jacob Chikrin. He's had similar injuries. He hasn't played a full season since 2017-18. Like, um, oh, 30 likes. There we go. Perfect. Awesome. But yeah, Cam Fowler hasn't played a full game. Would I like would I mind Cam Fowler? No, he's kind of under my things. If we can't get Jacob Chikrin, sure. But we got it. That, to me, is the game changer. You bring in Chikrin to me, that's like what happened when you brought in Kane and Woodcroft in the middle of last year. You just, you'll see such a difference. You'll be able to distribute everyone better. Everyone is in their proper role. You'll see so much more success. Do yourself a favor. Go watch some Jacob Chikrin highlights on YouTube. Have a great Saturday night, everyone. I appreciate everyone sitting around here hanging out with me while I just rambled and yelled and screamed about the Oilers. Oh, I, I can't get that hyped up because, frankly... I expected it. I had a feeling they were going to lose, and they lost. So, to me, that's just what that team is. I had more I had more enjoyment from Connor McDavid's BioSteel ad than I did uh, large portions of that game. But, yeah. Anyways, thanks for showing up. Thanks for spending some time with me. Enjoy your Saturday night. Stay safe, guys. Hopefully, the others win soon, and I will talk to you guys next time. I want to say Avery has the game against Nashville on Monday, so uh, he will see you there. Have a great night, guys. Take care. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.